wasted it all His face is a photograph burned in my mind But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you guys decided to join us today. I've got once again on the show Steve Jarrett, who's the Assistant Director of the Union Gospel Mission with me, and we've been serving together for the last 14 years, and he's been serving at the mission for much longer than that. I think it's like 32 years total now. Yeah, something or, like that, 32, 33, almost lose it's, count here. It's Yeah, uh, we're at that age, we've lost count. Yes, it's okay. But, <laughs> it's like when people say, how old you are, are you? And you go, hmm? Yeah. Uh, well. Let <laughs> <laughs> me be calculating. So, uh, you know, the weather has changed outside. It's warmed up quite a bit, and the pollen is everywhere. A lot of our guys are having issues because of the pollen in the air. I, a lot of my staff are, ha- I'm having problems because of the pollen in the air, but uh, what I wanted to talk to us about today is just what it's like in the springtime and what the difference is between those guys that are on the program when it's warm outside as opposed to sometimes guys come on the program in the wintertime just to get out of the cold, right? Yeah, sometimes the inclement weather brings in more men for those very reasons. Yeah, you know, uh, but the good news is is the weather heats up. The guys that come in are, are really, they're not worried about getting cold out on the street. They're not worried about those things, and they can eat there every night. So a lot of times the guys that come on the program this time of year are the real deal. Not that we don't have the real deal at other times, but it seems like we see a decline usually in the summertime of people who want to uh, come in and get on the program. But I don't think it's significant right now, is it? No, I don't think so. Um, sometimes, you know, some people need an extra push maybe. Maybe even though they're trying to get out of that weather, they, um, that's that one thing that pushes them to what God has been, you know, tugging at their heart to do in the first place. At least some you know, kind of fits that description. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you come to Christ, it doesn't mean that everything is going to instantly get better, does it, Steve? No, it doesn't, but uh, it needs to be a start. It needs to be a foot put forward. And uh, and what are the guys, when they come in, Do you, do you, how do you perceive that they're looking at coming to Christ? Do they think that all the problems are going to go away, or do they have a more realistic view of what that means down the line? Yeah, um, there's some that, that claim the name of Christ, but they're not following Christ. But there's those that know nothing about that. And they, you know, we try to let them know that we're, we're trying to give you the tools, you know, introduce you to Christ first of all. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing going to change without a permanent change, a lasting change, unless you come to, uh, to Christ. So yeah. we kind of let them know that that's what we're going to do. We're going to introduce you to Christ and we're going to, you know, approach everything through God's word and, that it's a process, you know, even the nine months, that's just, as we like to call it sometimes, it's a kind of a boot camp type of situation yeah. where you get yourself prepared <laughs> yeah. to deal with the world out there once you leave. Yeah, one of the graduates made reference to that very thing when he said, you know, that he, he thought that 
I may I may be paraphrasing, it, but he said something to the effect of he came on the program and and you kind of look at the program as being the end all. Okay, if I get to graduate, but then he realized that that just prepares you for the real start of things. Right, yeah. and that's that's really true. Kind of is true. So let me ask you, Stephen. A lot of people are curious whether or not a person has to claim to be a Christian to come on our program. No, that's not. We don't. Uh, rejected because I uh, know I don't I don't follow Christ uh, and I don't you know know about him and I don't want to know about him but can I get on your program no I, it's, it's probably not that way but you have to be open to hear the gospel yeah we're still going to preach the gospel teach the gospel talk about Jesus all day long and if you're going to be totally rejecting that it's going to be difficult very difficult and most likely you're not going to stay but you know I just was talking to one of our graduates today and, and I'm in prayer for him and his son who's having some medical issues. But but he was a guy that came on the program and, and he said all the way along to himself, at least, I'm not interested in this Jesus <laughs> stuff. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get off drugs and alcohol so I can get my custody of my kid or partial custody or visitations. But I'm not interested in all this Jesus stuff. Well, guess what? He's he's, got, he's one of those Jesus yes, guys now. Yes, he got saved and he and he proclaims it. He um, does proclaim uh, it, and he's he's a real deal. He's a lot more sincere than a lot of the guys that that I've seen. He's trying to walk the walk and talk the talk and rely on Jesus. I mean, he joined a good, healthy, well balanced, Bible believing church, um, and. So he is, and I can tell, he's just trying his best to walk the walk that we all claim to have, right? That's right. And you know what? It brings us to that point where we say, well, okay, but this guy failed. This guy failed. This guy wasn't the real deal. Okay, but guess what? That's how the world is made up too. Thousands of people here, few ever come to that saving knowledge. That's not God's fault. No, that's uh, that's on people's heart with how they you know how they're going to perceive this world as being is, is it created by the almighty god is there a creator or just happenstance yeah. or or not even thinking at all just going through their life just hoping that things will work out yeah exactly right you know what the what the answer to to life is always found in jesus christ that is the answer to life but it doesn't mean when you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and put your hand in his hands and you trust in him, it doesn't mean your life is going to be without problems, no, does it? No, A lot of times just how he can mold us and, and teach us how to follow him is when we, when we stumble, when we have problems and issues that we work through them. And sometimes we don't do it in a method that's uh, pleasing to him. But if we're truly his, his, his child, we, we're going we're gonna to recognize that. And sooner or later, hopefully sooner, and then he'll, then we'll learn from that, then we can grow. I mean, sometimes it's, you have to go through hurts in order to grow. That's right. That is, that is exactly right. And the unfortunate thing is that I think that a lot of the people who claim to, to know Christ come with the idea that it's just going to all get better, and, and they're going to pray and get a job, they're going to pray and get this. Mm. And, of course, those things do happen. Uh, we have a chaplain whose mother is in the hospital right now, and he's praying for her. But, but 
we have uh, one of our board members whose father is also yes. in a very serious condition. And these are both faithful men of God. Uh, we have had, you know, I lost my mom when I was director. Uh, but I'll see her again. She, she was a follower of Christ. Amen. We have men that are hurting, men that are, are in desperate need. But you know what? It, when we stop and we think, well, if I come to Jesus, everything's going to get better. Well, I can tell you one thing will get better. Hell and death are off the table. Off the table. <laughs> you know, because you're either going to live eternally dead or eternally alive in Christ. And so the minute that you come to Christ, when you've placed your hands in his hands, when you are the real deal coming in repentance and belief, he says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He never said you won't have problems. Matter of fact, he said you will have troubles in this world. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's well, you okay. Haven't had I any have problems, overcome the world, you? he said. So it's okay. I have your back, kind of speak. Oh. Um, yeah. Steve Jarrett's version. Uh, Stephen, you, you haven't had any problems since you came oh, to Oh, no, Christ, I've, it's been <laughs> silky smooth. No, of course, it's been, you know, it's been struggles. It's been perfect, right? <laughs> it's been but struggles. You know, uh, the thing that differentiates us is that even in the midst of great sorrow, pain, and hurt, which we have as believers too, as Stephen pointed out, Bible tells us in this world you will have trouble. Not you might have. You yeah. will have it. But the difference is there's a joy that goes beyond all understanding uh, that, that Christ has put in us. When we come to him, we can cry and we can mourn and we can do those things, but yet there's something different, not a hopelessness in our tears, no, right? That's right. Um, um, you know, I, 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 we were just discussing the fact that sickness overtakes some of us. There is a woman that... And I'm going to leave her name, the names out of it simply because I don't know what people have been told one way or the other. But there's a, a woman that works at the mission, and she is close to us all. And she had a mentor when she was still in the world and before salvation. And this lady just, just helped her all the way through her time of, you know, getting into the Lord, quitting drinking, doing all kinds of things. And that woman also had a mentor <laughs> who did the same thing for her. Well, this woman's mentor has ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease or A-lateral sclerosis, whatever you want to call, whatever you know it by, but it's a debilitating disease that attacks, and usually, not always, but usually it's pretty quick from time of diagnosis to departure. And this woman is in hospice right now. Now, having said that, this woman's also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So and so... She has a hope uh -huh. that's beyond, you know, any imaginable thing that she'll be with Christ, absent with the body, present, present with the Lord. Present with the Lord. And, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that they'll miss her, and they will mm -hmm. miss her presence and being around her, but they know where she's going to be, and that's what we all need to understand, that, you know, those who are in Christ will see them again. And they're in a better place than they ever could be living on this earth. Yep. I do not want you to mourn like the world That's mourns. Right. Why? Because what does the world have? No hope. No hope. 
Yeah. We know that there is hope. And, you know, that's a, that's a funny thing when you talk about it. When you tell people, well, we have hope in Christ, they think of it as the way the world looks at hope. I hope I get yeah, this car. I totally hope different. I get this. That's not what no. we're talking about. We place all in Christ Jesus. He is the hope of redemption, of glory. Yeah. And it's more than something I hope for. Yeah. We know what's coming. We just don't know when. Correct. But it's not like uh, it'll, it'll either happen or it won't happen. It's, that's not the hope that we, no. that we proclaim. No. He, he, no, exactly right. That's exactly right. You know what? It's, it's as we were talking about, Steve and I were coming over here in the car together, and we were talking about somebody relatively famous, well, very famous, who had said that she hoped that she had done enough good things at the end of her life to merit heaven. And this is a woman that had done incredibly good things. But if I was sitting here with her and she said to me, I hope at the end of my life I have done enough good things to merit heaven, I would tell her, you didn't. Because nobody does. But that's a beautiful thing too. Because the flip side of that is, you'd be saying, have I done so many bad things in my life that I don't, I won't walk Mm. into the kingdom? Mm -hmm. If it was based on you and your goodness and your works, you're hopeless. Yes. But is it, Steve? It's not. And we can't do, we can't do so much that it overcomes the bad that we did. We can't do so much good to overcome that. That's not what it's about. It's about faith. And, you know, God said we are best thing that we do is like filthy rags to him mm-hmm. because it's not about what we can do it's about our hope and our faith in, in Christ yeah so I, I, I love that that we don't have to you know jot down with good things we did and hope that you know it it outweighs the bad things you know and keep a keep a tab on it that's 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 still like kind of waiting hoping that it's going to happen and that the hope of of of, of the world that it might happen. I hope I got my tally right now. This, yeah, I hope God, that God doesn't operate that way, and I'm so glad He doesn't. He's He's not. <laughs> Me too. He's not man that you know that 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 acts in that manner. No, it, it's no. Yeah, it's it's not like you said. It's not a tally sheet. Um, if you picture a scale, you know, you see the scales of justice or the gold scales and. Mm-hmm. People will try to see if the good is outweighing the bad that they've done and is it in balance. Well, you take on one side of the scale everything that you've ever done that is absolutely wrong, okay? Put everything that you've done that's good on the other side, and guess what? The scale is always going to be tilted to the bad. Yeah. Now you take one single precious drop of Christ's blood and it balances, balances the scales. And by that, yeah. I just mean that he paid the price. Yeah. That's what the, the scale, song says, isn't it? Yeah. And the scale doesn't even exist at that no. point. Right. All to him I owe, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, we say, you know, it's a shame sometimes that churches will do away with some of the old hymns. Because in some of those old hymns is a plethora of theology, right? Oh, yeah, it sure is. They, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like that. My church, we we mix it together. You know, we we have him we have hymns mixed with all the and there's good music that to be listened to and and uh, 
of the present, but some of those old hymns just like listening to a sermon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you take apart the words and you really read them and you, you really contemplate them, tons of those things are, are amazing. Yes. You know, I mean, the one we were just talking about, all to him I owe. Yes, you do yep. owe it all to him. And it's the surrender part, right? Yes, yes, you exactly. To, you have to surrender everything. Mm-hmm. John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. Most or a lot of Christians know that John Newton was a pretty bad guy. Yes. John Newton was a, you know, I don't know how familiar you are, but slave ship captains, even when slavery was, was legal, you had to be kind of the bottom of the barrel guy to, do to be a, a slave ship captain. And people didn't want to associate with slave captains. They had their sins and they were okay with, with the slave part, but those slave ship captains, they were bad news. He was a drinker and a runner and a gunner and all those kind of things. He was a slave owner, or not slave owner, but a slave ship captain. And, and it was repulsive. The conditions were repulsive. And I paint that picture for one reason. John Newton, during a storm, brought out a little book, and he was reading it. He thought his life was over. And he decided, I'm going to balance the scales a little bit. I'm going to make sure from this point on that I treat those people in the hold of the ship better. <laughs> okay. And God said, no. No. Treating them better doesn't cut it. Do you know that John Newton became an abolitionist? He spent the rest of his life fighting against the horrors of slavery and wrote that beautiful song, Amazing Grace. How sweet to sound. And, and you know what? If you think that you've lost it with your kids, by the way, his mother was a believer. She died when he was a boy. Not that but I didn't know. The, the, the words probably still resonated in there. Wow. And you know what? If you go and you look up John Newton's epitaph on his gravestone, you won't see great man of God who wrote this and did these wonderful things. And no. It says, and I can't remember the exact quote, but something to the effect of, here lies John Newton, a brigantine, a slaver of men, one who fought against the gospel of Christ, saved by grace. Oh, wow. Nice. I didn't know that at all. Because John Newton Very never nice. tried to work his way into heaven. He knew, man, if, if all the things you're responsible for as a slave ship captain— yeah, how are you ever going to do enough good to overwhelm that? But he knew the secret. Secret is plain. By grace alone, by grace. through faith alone, right? That's right. Believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. So the next time that you're in church or somewhere in, or a um, service, a memorial service, or the bagpipes are playing it, when you hear Amazing Grace, you remember that this was one redeemed of God. One who had no hope, who lived in a bottle, lived in a bar, lived on a ship, enslaved men and made money off of it, and yet he wasn't so far off that the hand of God couldn't reach through that muck and mire and grab him. Right? Yes, right. Now take it the other way, because there are people that are wonderful people, but they're not so high on the ladder that... that they're beyond God's reach or the need of God either, right? That's right. <laughs> because you don't do a whole bunch of bad things, that doesn't mean that uh, 
you know, your your life is perfect and you have not done anything sinful enough to warrant God's wrath, but all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. Amen. And that's that's where it's at. You said we have it to earlier. Come to Christ. All of men's works are, are are but filthy rags before the Lord. You can't work you know what? Here's when your works become sweet. When mm-hmm. you walk by faith. Right. And then those things you do that are, are sweet and fragrant to yeah, God. Because you've been saved that you want to do these things to please God and to, and to help people. That's, that's the reason, not to help yourself, but to help others and, yeah. and, and show Christ to others by doing good works, by doing good things for other people. And who gets that? Every redeemed person of God. That's right. Uh, I remember a redeemed person maybe a few years ago, like thousands, <laughs> His name was David, and he wrote Psalm 51. And if you read the end of Psalm 51, you're hearing, hey, you know, the blood of bulls and goats you do not want, but right. a broken and a contrite right, heart. Right. Right. Oh, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? I thought there was a whole sacrificial system set up by God. Yes, read the end of it. But when his heart was right, then the blood of bulls and goats are a sweet offering to God. Right. So you can't do the works and expect that to pay for your sins. You got to have the faith and you do the works and it's a pleasing aroma to God, right? Hallelujah. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Uh, Bible tells us very clearly, you've spent enough time doing what you wanted to do. You spend a lot of, enough time in orgies and all those things now you've come to Christ. Stop that. <laughs> right? Yep. And you I, know what? Is it burdensome? No. No. It's, it's it's an honor to serve the Lord. And you don't you don't think about things you used to do to pass because that it, it brought any destruction to your life. I know my life it did, and, and I never would ever want to go back to that. And because of him, I won't. Because of him, on my own, I would go maybe drift back if I stayed in and living the life that I lived before. You know, being that man that I was before, but I'm not anymore. Praise God, I'm not going to do that because of him, because of his Holy Spirit in me. Can you imagine your life without Christ? I can imagine it being totally destroyed. <laughs> you know, on my own. Where do you go when the storm hits? Where do you go? When the the bottom falls out of your life, what do you? Where do you go when the doctor says <laughs> you're not going to make it? You know what? Our hope isn't left in those last final words. It's left knowing that we may be on the very verge of hearing, "Come into your rest, my good and faithful servant." Even knowing we were never good, never faithful, but Christ paid that price. That's right. And so, Our advocate, you know, thank you, Lord. Yeah, amen. You, Praise Jesus. God, right? <laughs> uh, because in this life, there is a ton of trouble and sadness. So, you face it every day, I face it every day, and so do the people around us. But we're held in His hands, we're not holding on to Him, He's no. holding on to us. That's right, you know. That's right. Praise God, because I get, I get, I wouldn't be able to do it. All right, 
Thank you, Stephen, and and you folks, thank you. And as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Nowhere to live, nowhere to fall. He used to have money, but he's wasted it all. His face is a photograph burned in my mind But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.